The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're going to engage in lots of fancy theorizing, speculation, compartmentalization maybe, focusing on UFOs and where do they come from, what are the possibilities. Steve Mera joins us. He's been at it a while. Steve, welcome to the Paracast. Thank you very much for having me. I want to ask you one key question before we proceed, which is, mm. what got you involved in talking oh, about this know. stuff? Yeah, it's a common question. I, and I always blame my father for that. <laughs> I always do. Because, oh, uh, boy, I got to blame my father for a lot of things, but not UFOs, yeah, because he had no interest. Yeah, well, I was a young boy, and um, I think at the age of 12... I was reading my father's UFO books. I think the first one I picked up was Eric Von Daniken and then Inside the Flying Saucer and a few other ones. And I, uh, and that was it. I was hooked. And I have been ever since. So my work over the years is really trying to push the boundaries and gain some answers rather than just going around in circles, really, which you can do for many years within this subject. Well, I've been going around in circles for like 100 years now. But I have seriously started back in the days of Major Donald Kehoe. Do you remember him? I do, absolutely, yes. And it was very interesting, his position. I mean, you wouldn't have gained a position like that now, I would have thought, uh, with the people he knew and the contacts he had in regarding government. But uh, at that time, it was very interesting. Well, part of the problem also with Kehoe is that the way he organized his UFO group NICAP is that a lot of people suspected he had intelligence connections, not because he was a Marine Corps, retired Marine Corps major, but because of the fact that he put on his board of governors or directors lots of military people, including a former head of the CIA. And maybe he thought it gave the organization a sense of credibility. But a lot of us out there said, what is this about? <laughs> well, that's the problem, isn't it? I mean, it's uh, initially you would have thought, yes, that's great because we might be obtaining some information which isn't normally available to the general public through these sources. Of course, it was a bit of a backfire in the end. But it was very interesting, you know, that he was allowed to have these people talk and communicate to the public. So that was that was a good thing, I suppose, initially. Um, but then, of course, you've got to consider, you know, is that how... Often, you know, we get an authentic information from these sources. Could it be disinformation? And that's a good way of really getting disinformation into the mainstream. Well, with Kehoe, a lot of the sightings 
that the Air Force investigated, he reported on, and he had contacts within the office of Project Blue Book where he'd call up Al Chop or somebody, and he would get all this information. Of course, I can tell you a little story about that, too. Evidently, he got most of the information verbally. You know, he'd call up and he'd get the information, he'd write it down, and he'd write his books like almost like they were mystery fiction novels with the recreated dialogue and everything, because he did write fiction, and this is the spirit he brought to his books. And then a young guy, a Princeton dropout, you might have heard of by the name of James W. Mosley, mm-hmm. went on a voyage around the country. He was one of these trust fund babies. He didn't need to earn a living. Went around the country and he interviewed people. And then he went to the headquarters of Project Blue Book. They gave him a spare typewriter and he sat down and wrote down cases. When Kehoe learned that he not just talked to Project Blue Book, but went in there and copied the cases when he was getting them verbally, he blew a fit. Mm. So basically, Jim Mosley and Major Donald Kehoe didn't get along. (laughs) It's a shame, actually, because a lot of the critical information we should have really gone back to regarding the days of Project Blue Book, the Project Blue Book officers. I mean, there's a lot of stage events took place when they were ringing the press to say, we're going out to say, meet Mrs. Brown who saw UFO yesterday and we're going to be there at three o'clock. And so the cameramen and reporters were there to see the Blue Book officers do such a good job. But actually, you go through those reports. I mean, I've got all, every single one of them. Some of them are so poor. I mean, I just think to myself, did they really want to obtain critical data here? Because there were some of the ways these are filled out are, are terrible. And there were, there were incidents when some of the people who had these experiences also had paranormal incidents take place in association to the ufo encounter and those were dropped it was like well mrs brown you know stay away from the ghosty stuff we just want to stick to the facts about the ufo i think we missed out an opportunity back then and it's a it's an opportunity we've come back round now and uh, and starting to recognize the paranormal associations with some of this phenomena well when you say mrs brown i think of the lyrics of the song mrs brown you've got a <laughs> lovely daughter <laughs> From Peter Noon, Herman's Hermits. Anyway, this has always been an issue here with UFOs, that it seems to go beyond just the flying saucers, and other aspects are in there. But people like Major Keogh wouldn't go there. He barely went into UFO abductions, and I gather it was difficult to bring him to accept Barney and Betty Hill. Well, I could understand that at the time of Betty Bannon's Hill case in 61. It was unheard of. You know, they were very probably reluctant to come forward in the first place. And I don't blame them so, to be honest with you, considering the situation then. But it's certainly more common nowadays, especially throughout the 80s, it was 90s it was. And there's been obviously some lull in the abduction phenomena as far as I'm concerned, but it hasn't stopped completely. It's still continuing to this date. But it's a whole new aspect to the to ufology, which people really didn't initially grab 
and unfortunately was missed out on her. There was, as was probably many incidents that people had had, but uh, they were overseen by just people's sightings, which seems to have been the most significant thing initially. People's sightings, reports of those, ascertaining if they were a threat or not. Sometimes these were military encounters. Um, but obviously now we're looking at a multitude of subjects within the ufology, um, which might point away in regards to trying to find some conclusive information going back to your background because we're kind of summarizing stuff ahead of ourselves here what kind of work did you do before you got involved in ufos and are ufos your day job or what uh well no i mean i'm a psychologist and a parapsychology um a specialist um in the paranormal um, i did that for many many years um, up to advanced levels and um, scientific experiments. And I also had an interest in ufology from, a very, from, from being very young, as I said. So I pretty much learned, as far as I'm concerned, exhausted the subject of ufology to the point where it became frustrating that there was no real information to point as to what is really going on there was just countless photographs and videos and recounts of sightings which really was just a stone adding to the mountain we already had um, but I started to look into um, some years back the paranormal attributes or what I might refer to as paranormal or the paranormal mechanics of UFO phenomena and its association and there we realized um, very quickly that they were associated. And what is really interesting about that is it had been overlooked by many, many years of what I might refer to as compartmentalization. I don't know if that's happened by accident or if it was done purposely right back at the beginning because, you know, the UFO guys wouldn't deal with the paranormal guys and the paranormal guys wouldn't deal with the UFO guys. And we were trying to gather as much information pertaining to the subjects of UFOs and trying to find some conclusive information there when the real information wasn't even lying in the subjects of ufology. It was lying elsewhere in parapsychology, paranormal, supernatural, spiritual, call it what you will. Let's break here, sir. Yeah. Steve yeah. and Tim and Jean, a lot more to come all about... UFOs and the paranormal, you're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about 
Paracast Plus. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your Longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you, so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Really interesting to hear about that. I think part of the reason that people in the UFO field didn't look at the paranormal in general was a matter of being politically correct. I mean, UFOs were sensational enough. You want to bring in Bigfoot, you want to bring in, what, poltergeists, you bring that stuff in, it becomes more elaborate and maybe too outlandish for a lot of people. Don't you think that was one key reason why the two worlds didn't intersect? 
I think right from an early start, I think the subject of ufology on, should we say, when dealing with um, the, the military and operations and scientific work they were carrying out, I think they learned early on that I had a side connection. Um, and we've had references like this heard before, you know, and when people have asked, you know, um, what do we know about the UFO subjects? And we get responses such as, well, how much do you know about PSI phenomena? You know, so it's, I don't think it's something new. I think it's been, they've learned that many, many years ago. But there's not been any attempt to, to, to sort of break these walls down, down these compartmentalization, and look at the subject as a whole. Because when you do, you start to gain a bit of a better picture of what's actually going on here and some of the mechanics involved. Because if we're dealing with an extraterrestrial source, we think, okay, initially it's something coming from another planet. And why is it something from another planet, which is completely alien to our world, have attributes of an age-old phenomena, earthly phenomena known as the paranormal. We wouldn't think so. But in fact, it does. In, in fact, the more you actually dig into that, you find that they're very, very similar, if not the same. But it's just how it's perceived and experienced by the phenomena, um, how it changes its appearance and interacts with humankind. That gives us these categories, UFOs, paranormal, cryptids, etc., Part of also here of the current study in the U.S., the AARO, is looking for so-called human effects. Yes, I'm a very aware of ARO. I'm a member of the Scientific Coalition of UAP Studies and quite aware of some of the inner works that's going on and studies, some of which have been going on for quite some time and we've been completely unaware of, but we are pressing forward because we're opening new areas of research and because we can go down that road now and look at these other areas of research we can say okay this could be the missing part to this ufo mystery that we've been kind of bypassing and not quite understanding because the attributes were searched and searched for so within that subject and it didn't lie in that subject it lies in another subjects and when you bring them two together they fit very comfortably Let's do some fitting. What fits very comfortably? Okay, here's a typical example. During a poltergeist infestation, we've all, many of our listeners would have heard about the apports, apportation, especially during the poltergeist disturbances where objects uh, disappear and seemingly to materialize out of thin air in other unusual places, actually, or places where they're bound to be found. When this incident took place, this particular incident took place, it was of an apported mug, a coffee mug. Well, luckily for us, the, the owner had uh, three other identical mugs bought in a pack of four round about Christmas time, which is three months prior to the incident. So we were able to take the apported mug away and also a standard, uh, a sample mug away. Now, they look the same, they feel the same. These absolutely, really, can't tell any difference between them until you put them under microscopy, atomic microscopy. And when you look at the apported mug, in fact, if the computer system was to come up and say, had a leveling system such as how authentic is it to the original mug, the computer would probably say it isn't the real mug. It isn't the same mug at left that appeared back because the profound diathermic reactions in this mug was was very unusual and we hadn't seen this before at that time however when i managed to get hold of some scientific papers on plant traumatology experiments this is plants which have been damaged by the manifestation of a ufo close to ground and it's affected the plants the plant growth 
those samples were taken away of the plants and analysed and the biological traumatology tests on them showed the very same diathermic reaction. So uh, is the appearance and sudden manifestation of a UFO and the sudden manifestation of a, a morgue in the paranormal sense utilising the same physics here, this could be one of those connections. Tim, you want to jump in? Well, Steve, I know that uh, you've spent years uh, uh, researching and uh, uh, really uh, going to locations of poltergeist uh, uh, outbreaks. Have you run into um, any cases where there seemed to be also a UFO connection as well? Uh, I know, let's see, uh, I know you've investigated like the Bothell Hill House uh, uh, and... I'm not going to pronounce it. Was it the the, the Rochdale, uh, uh incidents and, and and places like that? So, um, any connections that you know of that mm. uh, may have also involved uh, uh, UFOs? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you do, if it, I mean, it wasn't even in our reports initially to even ask those questions, but now, nowadays, we ask those questions, and it's surprisingly high uh, statistically. People who have paranormal encounters have also had UFO sightings and incidents, encounters, those sort of things. And there has been numerous cases I've investigated where the incidents were initiated by UFO sighting, mm -hmm. only for the family to go on to have poltergeist phenomena for the very first time manifest in their home the day after for a short duration of time. There has been people that have reported apparitions, but apparitions are small small grey-like entities but they look more like apparitional you know more like you can actually see through them and um, there's been numerous cases where those two have come together and um, sometimes a ufo is the initiator for paranormal phenomena that tracks the family back home it's very interesting but those when we actually do those studies and statistics is there's a remarkable amount of people that have had those type of experiences where they've also had paranormal incidents as prior to the UFO incident, or they've had a UFO incident, which is quite significant, prior to reporting paranormal phenomena over long durations of time. Interesting that the original participant in the Pentagon's UFO study, Bob Bigelow, one and only, his organization was very much involved in investigating the human effects you talk about, such as poltergeist phenomena very shortly after a UFO sighting occurs. Absolutely. I mean, I know, I know, I know Bob quite well, and um, I think more recently he will explain. Now he's slowly starting to come out and talk about some of those experiments that were conducted. The problem with this phenomena is it does have a sting in its tail, and um, when you push a little bit too much, it, you end up with this hitchhiker type of effect where. Um, it, it entwines, it gets under your skin and it, it entwines into your life. And when that happens, it's usually firstly identified as multiple serendipities, the mis most mysterious, profound coincidences, um, series of immense series of, of bad luck and just terrible things happening with people. Um, and it didn't just happen to Bob, it happened to a number of the NIDS scientists as well. Steve Mera. Joining us, we're looking at a wide range of the strange and unknown out there with Gene and Tim. You're in the Paracast.
Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. This is a USA News update. A shooting at a shopping mall in Allen, Texas has left nine people dead, including the gunman. The shooting took place Saturday afternoon at a mall some 30 miles north of Dallas. Three people remain in critical condition. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is sending quick response teams to the southern border ahead of an expected surge in illegal crossings as Title 42 expires Thursday. President Biden is emphasizing the debt ceiling and the budget are two separate issues. Republicans have said they'll raise the ceiling if the president agrees to their budget. Biden dismissed the GOP budget as ridiculous, but he told MSNBC he's still willing to negotiate. King Charles III and Queen Camilla have greeted a massive crowd outside Buckingham Palace following his coronation. This is Karen Sloan, USA News. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. 
Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Hi, this is James Fox, director of The Phenomenon and Moment of Contact. You're listening to The Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. It's interesting the collection of people who were involved in NIDS, even Jacques Vallée was for a time working with them. I'd love to get Bigelow on this show. I just don't think he makes that kind of appearance. I know when he was on 60 Minutes, and he said he believed at that time we were being visited by E.T. That didn't go over too well. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit more than that. It's just visited by E.T. Well, it depends on what we mean by E.T., extraterrestrial. I mean, obviously, okay, not coming from terrestrial planet Earth, but all the evidence that supports the UFO phenomenon, which tracks back thousands upon thousands of years, and there's enough evidence to support that now, that we're dealing with very much with a terrestrial phenomena. But not in the terrestrial sense we we understand. I mean, we could be dealing with something where there's a, a multiple reality, a paranormal aspect to it, of course, but a parallel a reality where they jump in and jump out. And when we say extraterrestrial, a lot of people think, oh, well, they're, they're traveling the vast distances of space and they're coming from over the planet. I don't think there's enough evidence for that, to be honest with you. There's certainly evidence of in our neighborhood that they may be and has been over long periods of time something going on, that, which obviously has to be uh, extraterrestrial in some source. I think we're really more pushing towards the interdimensional theory, or extraterrestrial, interdimensional beings, seems to be the, the most common thing. But you know what? The first time extraterrestrials were contacted, or they were ever seen, or reported, was around the seance table. That, that tells us a lot. Elaborate on that. That is a fascinating subject, and you, you mentioned that in your uh, lecture. Absolutely. I mean, well, there was a very famous experiment were being conducted in the UK around about 1998 with its pinnacle time was known as the Skull Experiment which was a small town in Norfolk and the communications with what was referred to as spirit in quotations because we don't really know what these intelligences are unfortunately but it got to the point where there was um, communication with a source that communicated where its locations were and uh, its intent and were not they were not terrestrial they were non-human terrestrials um, and even images of them were caught now that happened around the skull experiments which is seances it's happened before it happened to uh, alistair crowley in the early you know 19 it was 1902 or 1908 i mean he got into a certain type of meditation and occultism uh, it's a little bit more egyptian side has strong links to the phenomena and what manifested was a small being it claimed it to be interdimensional being and referred to it as lamb or aswa and he had this experience and it scared him to be honest i think it was the first time he'd ever really been a bit you know concerned as to what he had actually tapped into here um, i mean we know about the, the the german metaphysical society which became the real society they did exactly the same thing in germany uh, which communicating with the, these 
entities which were relaying information pertaining to some advanced technologies. Never gave them the full picture, of course, because they never do. Uh, only little bits. And even even the 1970s, even Boeing had secret seance meetings to obtain information um, in regarding technology that might be um, beneficial to aviation, advanced aviation. The school experiments are really interesting uh, because of the film that they would produce that had images that were very similar to oh no i can't think of her name <laughs> um the uh, uh the woman from um gosh was she uh, well, there was lady of new york uh dorothy you know yeah there was dorothy is uh, and there's also stella lansing she did stella the same. lansing that's what i was thinking the, thank you thank you yeah they both had, they both did the same thing with uh, i think it was so like, was it eight millimeter cameras? These old little cine film cameras, and the, it was amazing because um, the scientists looked at that, and the phenomena was on the actual captured on the film crossed over the frame. You could actually see it between the two frames. It was very, very interesting. But they had what I would say now, which is most commonly known, is that observer effect, that conscious connection with the phenomena. Suddenly, they'd be sat watching television, and, and then suddenly jump up and know that they've got to grab the camera and go outside, and then they would capture things and this happened not only for Stella Lansing but for Dorothy as well um, and we have that even on the modern day now we have I mean that got overlooked at the time we're going back though many years but now it's quite prevalent that you know there is a conscious connection between the phenomenon and the observer yes it was and there's a lot of information that hasn't come out about skull I mean for instance why did they come to a stop sudden starts well they had to because the entities which were assumably non-human overtook the whole thing. I mean, it just lost control. And you've got to main control. You've got to main. The main thing is keeping that control during a seance. And if you lose control of it, then that's it. You, I mean, you have to shut it down. But uh, Robin Froy, who unfortunately ran, he was ahead of the uh, Skull Experiment, who's passed away now, unfortunately. But myself and him had many conversations. Um, and he used to say, kind of off record, you know, they never left him. They became part of his life, these non-human entities, even without, you know, in, in everyday life, like it can affect so many people. So there's kind of um, a point where you have to learn when to retract, uh, and, and, that, and their point was to shut down the actual whole experiment uh, because of that. And we've we've seen this before, though, time and time again, with these kinds of situations, not only dealing with uh, paranormal entities, but people who get uh, way too involved in uh, their UFO sightings. It, it becomes an obsession, mm. it's, a, it's, a possession, <laughs> a little of both. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting, it's interesting you say that because you actually are right. It's no different than people fascinated with the paranormal and they push and push and push. Now, when you open that door just a little bit and you are, if you're lucky enough to be able to open the door a little bit, and it takes a long time, it takes a certain type of people and... Um, when you do manage to do that, it's about sustainability usually at that time. It's about keeping that door open and allowing communication to the point where you can ask questions and gain answers um, with the source. We know we don't we say the source because we don't know if um, the information that comes from them is legitimate or authentic. It's true because we know through experiments, in parapsychological experiments, that we've had the opportunity to ask questions and would 
we asked 10 questions and just prior to asking the 10 questions we were delivered the 10 answers we hadn't even asked them so they obviously obtained the information from us so when somebody goes to see somebody and they're in communication with something that information could be coming from us it could be utilized from us and given back to us in the sense of this what's 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 makes it authentic we think oh well there's only me knows this so therefore it must be it must be this or it must be that uh, but that's not the case. Now we have to throw the ball right out there and say, well, you know what? There's no evidence of that. We can't say for sure that it's authentic. And we do know on many occasions they're very deceptive, just as they are, just as a UFO phenomenon can be. You, um, that it's it's an interesting point because poltergeist phenomena tends to always be one step ahead of you. You have your camera. You have your cameras out, ready to go, and everything happens behind you. <laughs> same yeah. same thing with the UFO phenomena. Is the, it? the UFOs will appear three nights in a row. As soon as you uh, bring other people with their cameras, it doesn't show up. Exactly. We have to build. Um, what we've managed to do is build an association to the point where we, we request: Can we? Can we take a photograph? You know, can we? Can, can we do that? And sometimes they'll allow us to. Most of the times they won't. Well, most of the times they won't even. It's as if they're already sat in the sky and you can't see them. And as soon as you put your camera in the trunk, <laughs> wait, presto, they they appear. You know, as if by magic. Before we get into more magic and why ET or whatever is involved, whatever we're dealing with, seems to know when you put your camera in the trunk. That'd be a nice skill, wouldn't it? This way, you, this way, you don't have to be photographed. I don't like being photographed. Steve Mara, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors find out more at rockoids.com that's rockoids r-o-c-k-o-i-d-s dot com frustrated trying to get business capital want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation gcnloans.com removes the slow irritating approval process instead get quick simple funding powered by david allen capital 80 percent of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days pre-qualify at gcnloans.com and get your money this week it's that easy gcnloans.com that's gcnloans.com 
Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Steve, that's the same thing, of course, when they try to photograph an abduction. Something always goes wrong with the camera. Usually, or it's out of sight, yeah. It's always this deceptive nature of the phenomena. It's uh, derivative within the paranormal, even cryptids. It's, it's derivative within the cryptid phenomena as well. Um, and ufology, but the more you actually look into these subjects, the more relation you find between these different aspects coming together. So, therefore, we kind of, what we've done is we've kind of just look at it as a whole as phenomenology should we say but we are finding that the paranormal mechanics fits very well into the ufo phenomena especially regarding perception and cognition how manipulated the uh, humans can be 
in regarding what we see and what we feel. I mean, we've had people who have reported, um, I was escorted through the wall to a light that was outside my window by my father and my brother, both had passed away, of course, um, holding each arm. If it wasn't for the light in the sky, um, you could say, okay, they've had a paranormal experience because people claim to see the apparitions of, of people, you know, the family that have been lost or passed away. But we do get reports of like that. So, and the same thing when it comes to the paralysis phenomena. You know, we get the paralysis phenomena when apparitions are seen in bedrooms. We get paralysis phenomena when it's UFO orientated as a light or these beings in the in the bedroom. You know, the, the more you go through this, you have this tick sheet. You start ticking and ticking and ticking and ticking, and you start to realise, well, hang on a second. You know, there's there's more associated between this phenomenon than we'd ever really imagined to begin with. Now, I know that you've um, been working in this field for quite a while. Um, what do you think first led you to start to look into the idea that there that there could be a connection with, you know, these uh, uh, paranormal uh, poltergeist hauntings and things like that? Like that and the UFO phenomena, because as, as as you and Gene discussed in the uh, early segments of this program, a lot of uh, researchers have done the best that they could to try to keep them separate. Oh, uh, you know the, uh, the 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 ghost stuff. That's crazy stuff. But UFOs, now you know that's serious <laughs> science. You know, what was the light over your head that made you think, hey, wait a minute, maybe there is something going on here with both of these? Uh, well, actually, Tim, it was a statistical analysis. It was only mm -hmm. when we really started delving into, going back to witnesses and really delving into their lives, their lifestyles, their experiences, we started to realise there was a very strong connection between these individuals and the paranormal and UFOs. Now, if we're dealing, like I mentioned, if we're dealing with an extraterrestrial source, why should it be so commonly associated with an old earthly phenomenon known as the paranormal? And you think that they would be completely different in some sense but it isn't and the more you actually look at it you start to find that there are so many similarities and when i got down that path and, and that, i had that that day when i had that light bulb moment should we say i started to treat the the ufological stuff as more as the paranormal an aspect of the paranormal and starting started to fit very very well and i was very surprised because i didn't think that would be we also found that uh, UFOs have a much more geological and geophysical association than the skies. I mean, when we say UFO, we always kind of look up. But in fact, they're very much more associated to the geology and the geophysics of, of planet Earth, especially in certain locations. How so? Well, and the, uh, our experiments took us into, what we did is we took out uh, a couple of hundred most significant UFO incidents reported around planet Earth. And we cross-referenced those locations with satellite data from two different satellites orbiting Earth in regarding mapping of gravitational anomalies and magnetic anomalies. And we found that almost two, all of them, all 200, lied within a positive magnetic region of over 200 nanotesla. And we thought, well, that can't be by chance. It just cannot be. We broadened that search to about 2,000 now. And there's a definite, absolute, definite association. And that is when I got to find out 
that uh, through people who I talked to, that the military, the US military were pretty much aware of this back in 1982. In fact, Colonel uh, Corso, I think, made reference of it uh, in the early 80s, that there was an association between these magnetic anomalies and that there had been numerous um, research done by the US government in regarding its association with this phenomenon where it manifests. Because we, see, we have a lot of people where we see, okay, the, the tracking a UFO through the sky, they've seen a UFO, it's going from point A to point B. But where did it arrive and where did it disappear? You know, because the traffic, we don't have a superhighway of traffic, by the way, travelling backwards and forwards to Earth, you know, be easily identifiable through ionospheric detection. Um, we do have a few little bits, which are unusual to say uh, but um, if you talk to the SETI scientists they'll say well it's quite unusual actually because space is rather quiet and we don't have for as far as we're concerned a super highway of UFOs traveling backwards and forwards to earth now considering the latest surveys carried out of how many UFOs seen on a daily basis around the world now you know, we have to be conservative because not all countries are uh, are giving that data out. But uh, there's a multitude of so many masses of thousands which are seen all around the world. Um, so there might be, you know, misidentifications, of course, and some of them might just be uh, hoaxes. But, you know, we would, even so, th there were so many that we would expect to see a, huge, a, a superhighway in traffic, and we're not. So where are they coming from is the big question. And the, that question leads us into the manifestation areas, the, the materialization areas. And these are usually quite well away from human beings because they don't seem to like to um, have key locations where they're manifesting around open cities. Uh, they seem to be out in the deserts and the mountains and uh, just, just basically away from us humans. What about, um, say, like uh, um, haunted houses and uh, uh, and things like that? I mean, do they fall within kind of like the same uh, types of groupings? Well, we, from the haunting phenomena, it's a geological, geophysical phenomena um, uh -huh. associated, associated to the ground, to the location. If you build a house on it, it becomes a haunted location. The house becomes haunted if you build it on a haunted area, um, and so on and so forth. So we now, we're now we also dealing with a geophysical, geological phenomena when it comes to the haunting. And it, and it has, there are obviously two different types. It's the interactive or intelligent type hauntings, which, uh, which uh, seem to interact with the people in that environment. Um, but they interact in, the, in a very peculiar way, which is the same things that have been reported at Skinwalker Ranch, Wilson Ranch, and numerous other ones, because uh, Bigelow at one time owned three ranches as well as the Skinwalker Ranch. And um, on the other side is the is like it's like a recorded phenomenon, like a like a stone stone tape phenomenon. It's, it's, it's like an incident get uh, somehow drawn into and. Uh, recorded, captured by the environment, only to play them back at random times, usually are all associated with heightened emotion, be it negative or positive. Um, so th that's kind of split two ways. But again, we're dealing with the geological and geophysical aspects to uh, the haunting phenomena. I often tell people, yeah, you know, they, if they're interested in it, 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 it looking for ufos and you know if there's not say a flap going on in the area at the time i'll often tell them if there's one close by try to find some kind of ancient earthwork or you know standing stones or things like that and you know not so many 
here in the United States, you know, but, you know, we, we do have, uh, say, like our uh, 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 mound burials and places like that, because you'll probably find more reported incidents around these areas than if you were just to go, you know, just any random place and stand out in the dark looking. Mm, you're absolutely spot on, Tim. You're absolutely right. I mean, our research tells us the same thing that uh, when we get a lot of UFOs, uh, when they are shining light, you know, pencil beam lights to the ground, they're done with purpose and they're, they're measuring something geophysically um, on the planet there. Now, when you start to look and overlay with digital maps of, of where these incidents take place, you'll find that there are very strong magnetic lays and there are numerous ancient sites and, of course, our ancestors were certainly more attuned than we were and they knew exactly where to build them. They also knew where to build certain temples which would allow them to have some form of communication with these entities it's like an ancient seance locations really um resident chambers and so on and so forth um, and we've it done experiments steve, like that it sounds to me steve as if ancients had more skills had more skills than we do and that we have to maybe relearn a few things perhaps we're going to continue <laughs> yeah. With Steve and Tim and Gene, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. No matter where you live, what you make, or who you voted for, there are some things that will impact all of us soon. Whether you're concerned about the alarming increase in man-made disasters, financial institutions collapsing, or worsening food shortages, Americans are preparing in numbers not seen since World War II. What's changed is how we prepare. And the folks at My Patriot Supply have made it easier than ever for you to have peace of mind, knowing you're ready for what's next. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and stock up on over a dozen emergency food kits. These include tasty breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, fruits, veggies, meats, and snacks, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one kit per person. As we all know, calories equals energy equals survival. My Patriot Supply food kits are in stock and shipped discreetly. We've seen too many Americans let down by institutions we used to trust. It's time to rely on ourselves. MyPatriotSupply.com MyPatriotSupply.com Welcome back to the Paracast 
the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So again, we continue with Steve Mara joining us on the Paracast for the first time. He's been at this a long time, as you folks can tell. And when you talk about what people thousands of years ago knew when assembling these various landmarks, we forgot this knowledge or what happened? Uh, it's lost. It's lost knowledge. I mean, that's as simply as it. I mean, we could all go out and do archaeological work and dig up uh, ancient bones, but it doesn't tell us about our ancient ancestors in regarding their capabilities of, uh, you know, senses. Were they more attuned? Did they have psychic abilities? Uh, they were certainly must have been more in tune to the frequencies we couldn't hear or feel because, you know, modern-day human doesn't have those capabilities. I mean, they probably even had the capabilities of, of 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 somehow understanding the frequencies of even planet Earth, you know, which uh, which generates its own frequency. The new areas where to build and where to tap into these energy sources and utilize these energy sources for numerous different things. Um, and some of those things were resonant chambers, which have been utilized many times for communicating with the other realm through the veil to these other entities and there's been countless times this has been happening and it can go back i mean my colleague who i work with barry fitzgerald he's got it back to something like 7000 bc Botswana, where those things were happening of course the entities they were dealing with at that time were said to be serpent-like and of course this flood of this information and these type of incidents took place where we ended up with the serpent worship and it's you know it's very prominent through the air through the ancients but what seems to happen is that the phenomena stays the same but the mask is forever changing and it continues to change and then and it continues to be perceived differently over time periods um, even not just themselves, the occupants or what these entities represent, but even their craft. You know, we talk about, you know, the Foo Fighters, which looks like tracer fire stuff, and ghost rockets, which look like very much like rockets during the, the 1940s, you know, so during the Second World War. We talk about um, things that, if we go further back in time, you know, we talk about things that look most like ancient and, and, and they're more sociable to that location, that time, that time period. And as we've moved on, the phenomena seems to attract and moved with us. We had the flying saucer era, of course, and then we have the, the triangles and now we have all sorts of different shapes. But sometimes, sometimes they get it wrong. Sometimes uh, people are having experiences. They see the craft they think to themselves, these entities couldn't have all fitted in that. It's got tripods for legs. It's got portholes on the side. It's got rivets around the porthole. It looks like something that's come from the 1930s. And it doesn't make any sense to them. Those type of incidents continue to take place even to modern day. There are hundreds, if not thousands of people. I had those incidents, has those strange encounters where... It just doesn't add up. They've got something wrong on how it's been perceived. So can we ever really trust what we're experiencing, what we're seeing and what we're feeling? They, are, they seem to be the manipulators of that and can produce the brain into thinking what you're seeing and what you're experiencing is something completely different. And that is also experienced within the paranormal realms. It's exactly the same phenomena. So they're both using the same source if it is not all one source already. 
it makes me think of certain kinds of ghostly phenomena in the form of apparitions where people will see a full-bodied figure that, as far as they're concerned, it's a real person. The apparition looks completely solid, you know, none of this, you know, misty Ghostbusters type of thing, but then they'll just abruptly disappear. And I wonder if you're, if with some of these UFO sightings, especially when it comes to uh, interactions with occupants, whether or not it's the same kind of phenomena. Mm, it's a very good question, and there is some evidence to point to that. There are a number of incidents that have taken place around the world where you're dealing with kind of what it might be a metaphysical phenomenon, evidence for the metaphysical phenomena. And there's a very famous case in some woods that took place in, in Scotland where a gentleman who was kind of a, a, a part ranger saw a craft, it was landed, and two round probes dropped from this object and tried to grab him. It tore his trousers, and he tried to he panicked, and he you know, he eventually blacked out. But during that experience, the object was one minute it seemed to be physical in nature, and the next minute it, it was it wasn't. It wasn't solid. It was apparitional. I mean, it just seems like it's jumping or it's, it's just skirting our reality. And, and we often say this, you know. And, but he did say there was a slight shimmer to it, and that's also reported in uh, some of the Phoenix Lights incidents. You know, we have the lights over the mountains, of course, but there was also the other incidents of giant boomerang craft, which was seen very low and huge by many witnesses, but they all reported that it seems to have a shimmer to it. I mean, we have to question that it's just skirting our reality. So that, in, you know, they may turn up on radar, they don't turn up on radar, they're kind of there and they're not there. We have many reports of UFOs just simply just fading out, disappearing, or, or vice the other way around, vice versa, where they suddenly just manifest in the sky from dot to a craft. It is a profound phenomenon, but everything supports the metaphysics in nature with this. In your lecture, you talk about quantum mechanics, and the thing that stands out to me, and it makes me wonder whether if there weren't people around to see these things, would they manifest? All right. Is a haunted, okay, say like a haunted house. Is a haunted house haunted if there's nobody there to experience? Yeah, it's a really good. It's, yeah, it's like if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, now we can rely on data. We can rely on radar data. We can, we can rely on video, uh, blanket monitoring of, of locations to and, and witness phenomena take place. The problematics of this now is that we know most of the stuff that we see across the internet is usually disinformation or it's hoax. It's, it's a bit dodgy. Um, but there are authentic incidents that take place. We've done it ourselves with blanket monitored locations and um, we've, we've recorded phenomena take place. So we do believe phenomena does take place, but it might be completely perceived to be different if someone was there as opposed to being what's caught on camera people have said this all the time it said well this is what i caught on camera but it didn't look like that you know so what you're perceiving sometimes is not the same and what we're realizing now through some of the experiments that have been conducted um, and it's not also really initiated this this was the u.s military initiated this sometime but is that what's happening when people are having type of close encounter experiences or profound paranormal phenomena experiencing that is that the brain waves are even when they're wide awake are somehow shifted into theta waves and of course 
we that theta wave brain wave is that area where it, where memories are made and false memories are included and perception can be changed and those sort of things but a close encounter experience these can happen literally within 20 seconds you you seem to be cognitive and watching a phenomena and then within 20 seconds there's this conscious connection with the phenomena the observer effect takes place and you are locked onto this you're not even thinking about taking a photograph you are locked onto this and at that moment in time you're in theta wave and you're not fully you think you are but you're not fully in control of what your perceptions are and what your capabilities are as well i mean and that can lead down a dark road sometimes you know so sometimes it's best to know and um how to react to those locations and best turn the opposite direction and go in a different way as opposed to some sort of pushing the boundaries too far I was going to ask you something because I read your paper a couple of times and you were theorizing there that there's an interdimensional origin for UFOs because of the issues of sending constant traffic from one star system to another. And I'm going to ask you a question and then we'll do a cliffhanger and pick up on the other side. And that is, have you thought, though, that if ET is visiting us from another star system, They'd send one large or several large mother ships, set up bases here, so when they have to hang out or come back, they don't have to travel so far. Anyway, we'll pick up on this line of questioning and lots more with Gene and Steve and Tim and all that good stuff. You're in The Pedicast. Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. No matter where you live, what you make, or who you voted for, there are some things that will impact all of us soon. Whether you're concerned about the alarming increase in man-made disasters, financial institutions collapsing, or worsening food shortages, Americans are preparing in numbers not seen since World War II. What's changed is how we prepare. And the folks at My Patriot Supply have made it easier than ever for you to have peace of mind, knowing you're ready for what's next. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and stock up on over a dozen emergency food kits. These include tasty breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, fruits, veggies, meats, and snacks, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one kit per person. As we all know, calories equals energy equals survival. My Patriot Supply food kits are in stock and shipped discreetly. We've seen too many Americans let down by institutions we used to trust. It's time to rely on ourselves. MyPatriotSupply.com MyPatriotSupply.com 
Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. Do you need to get your hands on some extra money right now? Maybe 25000 or more? If you're a homeowner, now is a perfect time to get cash out while homes in many neighborhoods like yours have gone up in value. You can use the money for anything. It's yours. You can buy an investment property, pay off higher interest debt, or make home improvements. If you need 25000 50000 or more, now is the time. Home values are up, and so is your equity. We offer you a way to use it. No need to use your savings. Call New American Funding now and see how much cash out you can get. Call 800-721-2477. 800-721-2477. That's 800-721-2477. NMLS 6606. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is not an offer or commitment to lend. Subject to borrower and property qualifications. Not all borrowers will qualify. Terms and conditions apply. Equal housing opportunity. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp-made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So, Steve, you get the point what I'm saying here is that mm. if someone's coming here from another planet, another star system, they've got to travel... 50 light years, whether they have warp drive, wormholes, or take a voyage that takes decades or centuries. Whatever it is, they come here, they make bases here. If they need to hang out, they don't have to go back and forth. They may never go back and forth. Absolutely. I mean, I would say, from the research we've carried out, that there seems to be enough evidence to support that they've been here for huge length of time if not right from the beginning in fact we might be the new kids on the block to be honest with you and there seems to be some evidence um locally within our solar system that uh, they've been around for quite some time but i would say that any advanced extraterrestrial civilization would have found a lot easier way of traversing from one place to the other because it's so vast the universe is and I'll likely lean towards that they found a way of jumping from one location to another by utilizing stars. 
I mean, if we look at the uh, the two SOHO satellites that have been pointing towards the sun for many years, the amounts of UFOs that are seen in association around the sun going in and coming out is incredible. So maybe they use, use utilizing stars and maybe they're jumping through, you know, utilizing the stars to jump from one location to the other because of the tremendous magnetic anomalies that they have and being utilized maybe for that source, um, which falls in really with the new discovery from NASA that portals exist. I don't really like that word, but that's what they want to use. Uh, the professional name is electron diffusion regions, and they said that they're vast, some of them, and uh, some of them are stable as well. So we know that they're in existence, but um, what's the keeping clear of is those that are present in association to planet Earth, it's geophysics and geologics, and of course those seem to be in a lot of locations where positive magnetic regions are. So the best thing for us is that we thought, well, let's, it's a theory and it's a damn good one because of the statistics seem to show that. Let's prove it. Let's go out to these locations of over 200 nanotesla positive magnetic anomalies in areas where there is extreme low bacteria because bacteria doesn't like magnetic uh, energies and see what happens. We got our answers very quickly from going to those locations. We were, we were bang on with uh, it matched our theory. I'm, I'm I'm trying to address a, a a question on on stargates. Magnetic gravitational anomalies around the sun would make sense. I mean, there have been a number of scientific papers that have been written over the years talking about how if if you were to be able to to develop some kind of warp drive then the energy from the sun would be a, a perfect location to create uh, such a stargate such a gateway so to speak so considering that you know the earth is you know just uh, the, the third planet uh, from the sun it puts us in a really good location I suppose to be established mm. a long time ago <laughs> by, yeah. by by other races, you know, because one of the things that I have always asked when it comes to the whole UFO phenomena is the why the predominance of uh, humanoid creatures, all right? Because if we are being visited by creatures that that evolved on another planet and another star system light years away. What are the chances that they would actually evolve looking so much like us? <laughs> You've hit the nail on the header. And, um, and we did our surveys, and it was um, almost touching 3,000 different type of entities which have been reported, um, and we got them documented. Um, over 3,000 other, I mean, uh, we led to believe they're coming from all 3,000 different star systems sounds too much like star trek to me you know i mean you watch star trek episode all the aliens are all bipedal human looking except for the you know the, the, the way their kind of faces and hands are and things like that but you know it sounds too much like a star trek episode and, and then i thought to myself well hang on a second are we really dealing with three thousand different type of entities or are we dealing with a source that can produce you to think that they vary in size, shape, and differ so much from each other. Um, 
you know, we, I mean, we've had, the clues are in between is when people have said it's changed shape, it's changed the way it looks, or it first seemed to perceive to be a horse, a deer, a bear, a, um, a, an owl, you know, uh, and then it, what I knew it wasn't, and it, then it became something. These are the clues that suggest, okay, it's manipulating the way we perceive them. So we can't go off, that's, it basically throws it out the window. We can't go off, that is 3,000 different type of entities. We have to say okay it could be a it could be a single source that we might be dealing with um and it's exactly the same in the paranormal you know and sometimes people say oh well you know it appeared to be a jester it appeared to be this appeared to be and seen some horrific things during paranormal phenomena um but again is it generated to spontaneously create fear fear induction is a very potent thing in in the paranormal especially poltergeist phenomena it is also induced during um, close encounter experiences uh, where people suddenly are confused, they feel fear, dread, um, and especially regarding cryptids, you know, um, those type of encounters. But all of them, all of them have a connection to the smell of sulfur from paranormal to demological to the supernatural to the ufological. You have a, uh, a, a, a section in your lecture where you actually. Uh, address the idea that there could be a reason uh, that these things seem to go out of their way at times to produce a fear response, not only in people, but in possible animal mutilations. Absolutely. When it comes to animal mutilations, I mean, I was banging my head for many years off the wall trying to figure out why. Why? What's happening here? And according to the analysis from investigations carried out on these various different animals, and they do vary, and there's quite a lot of different animals that's been affected uh, worldwide, and continue to still do, because I know France is having um, a terrible time with horse mutilations at the moment, um, that... The key thing was, is that the, the animals, according to the samples taken from the brain, they knew that the animals are awake when they endure this, these attacks. Mm. And I don't think that's done uh, accidentally. I think it's a purpose act, because at the time what happens is it causes so much fear and so much uh, pain that uh, the animal goes into super production of certain chemicals. Now, those chemicals rush to soft tissue. And where is soft tissue? Well, it's around the eyes, it's the mouth, it's the tongue, it's the anal area, it's the, it's the odors, it's, it's those sorts of things. And this is where we're seeing the blood and the tissue being taken from. What lies in those areas is something called the mucous membrane. And this is that that is associated with our immune system. So basically what's happening is that these animals, at the time it's happening, their, their immune system is, is tripled at the time of the incident. We will pick up on that in our next segment. What is going on there? With Steve, Gene, and Tim, you're in. The Burricast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. USA News Update. Terror at a mall in Allen, Texas, when gunshots rang out, leaving nine people, including the shooter, dead. Among those who evacuated the Allen Premium Outlets on Saturday was Elaine Penacaro, who told me she was just doing a day of shopping with her daughter when happiness turned harrowing. I jumped like behind a concrete pole and my daughter like ran right into the store. Thank God she ran into the store like right away. And then I, I kind of crawled my way into the store and, you know, started screaming to try to find her. And, you know, luckily I was able to find her. Penacaro heard shots in the distance before the gunfire approached her vicinity. We were just a minute away from walking to my car where we would have been right in the middle of it. Allen Police Chief Brian Harvey said the shooter was killed by a city police officer who was at the mall on an unrelated call. Mage is the winner of the 149th Kentucky Derby. Corey Myers, USA News. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, 
today, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Let me understand this at the end of the previous segment. Their immune system is tripling in activity? Yes, the immunity system goes into alert and cortisones. The immune system is just spikes at the time of these incidents through pain, through fear. What's happening is, is that the animal, everything that's where it would be lie, the mucous membrane, would detail in the blood and soft tissue. And these, those locations are being taken. As far as I'm concerned, it's something associated to the immune system of these different animals. And this is the reasons why it's probably being done. And we also know that sometimes they're attacked from the from above because there have been marks on the top of, of, of cattle where it seems to have been grabbed whilst it's been stood or running. Um, usually they single out a particular animal which is usually isolated away from the, the rest of the herd or party and on many occasions they got they can't even be bothered placing them back down on the ground they drop them from height. They've been found with uh, certain broken bones to show that it's an impact site and uh, that they've fallen up to 300 feet from in altitude according to the impact wounds and some of them there's two two different cases where they've been found in trees last i heard i don't think cattle cow uh, climb trees really i suppose so yeah it's a big mystery but i'm leading towards thinking that it's something associable to the immune system of these animals around planet earth because they're out in the elements all day long all night long and how do they survive to the general illnesses and colds and diseases and germs which are in the thousands now around planet earth from different areas uh, initially i thought well, maybe it was something associated to where they'd done you know nuclear bomb tests and how they might have reacted with animals over long periods of time but no that's not the case i mean we've had it in england we even with foxes and and deers and badgers so it's it's a phenomenon worldwide and it, it's basically a scale of so so many different animals without going into too much depth even uh, allegedly humans as well on occasion well you also point out that the uh, mutilation phenomena is not new the modern ufo era you know supposedly started in, in the late 1940s and the mutilate cattle mutilations became predominant in the uh, late 60s and early 70s however Cattle, animal, sheep mutilations have been going on for centuries. Absolutely. I mean, I have cases from here. There were cases that Barry, uh, my colleague, dug out from uh, Dublin, uh, from the archives uh, from in the 1600s um, of incidents of mutilated animals. In fact, the phenomenon does have an evasion to iron, and I'll come back to that. But in them days, it was uh, farmers would, would put iron rods into the fields to try and protect the livestock. And it actually did help on many occasions. 
Uh, but I, I was talking with an elderly gentleman from India, and he he told me his grandfather, who lived on a, a farm in India, the lights used to come down from the mountains occasionally, and they were sent out as cheer kids to get the livestock in as quickly as possible uh, because they also experienced this now we're talking his grandfather as a child 200 years back um, and there are records if you look for them there are countless records indicating that the, the mutilation phenomenon is, is not a new phenomenon you're absolutely right it's been going on for many many years but also makes me think of certain abduction cases where people seem to have been just tortured for no good reason. They, they try to interpret it afterwards as being like, you know, maybe they were being experimented on scientifically, but for all intents and purposes, these people were being tortured. Absolutely, um, yeah, and they are terrible, some of those incidents. Um, the problem is, is that we're trying to put it into human understanding of psychology. It's totally alien because what we're dealing with is a phenomenon that simply is just a gender. You know, sometimes it might just be interested in an individual because you know wants to communicate and find out how much the you know the uh, child might be able to understand there might be a horrific experience which people have reported and would never want to have that again but we have to consider well what if it's just a gender they're just doing a job and sometimes such law it's uh, you could have a good experience you might have a bad experience there is no good and bad i don't think i think there is simply a gender and they just go about because you know what they, they don't have sense Sincerity. Yeah, I mean, people might be kidded because you've got to consider so much deception that's involved here. They say one thing, they mean something different. They, they've said to people that, who they've abducted that, oh, there might be a little discomfort. That discomfort led to one person being blinded for the rest of their life in severe pain as, as their eye was literally, the back of the eye was burnt out. That person has to, even now, after 30 years after the experience, it suffers. This is an ongoing thing. You know, she, he wasn't just, oh, I'm sorry about the, if, if there's any discomfort. That's ridiculous. There's no care in matter of this. I think it's just a gender. And I think they will say anything to us to try and get us to be manipulated into participating. Uh, as best as way. I, I do think it's just a gender and people perceive it to what they want it to be. You know, it's just, uh, to me, it's just such a fascinating phenomenon bringing in both the possible paranormal aspects and the ufological. So if you were to, if you were approached by somebody who just is completely cold about all of this, I mean, how would you start to talk to them to try to, to convey a better understanding on how these phenomena could be part of the same almost unified field. Yeah, well, I would present the scientific papers which mm -hmm. we're putting together. I mean, we have only sent one there. Uh, there's three so far. Um, uh, we're working on the fourth one for peer review. So, um, but there's enough scientific data that sh shows that connection beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's also been backed up by physically going to those locations and proving the theory. That's also been done. There is information that we gathered now through special scientific equipment, such as time displacement meters, where there are gravity wells where they manifest UFOs. They seem to last only up to around about 72 hours if you're lucky. So you've got to be there fast to get uh, to be able to measure the distortion in the gravity. Because, you know, we've got, we knew this, but we just never really did anything with it 
that years back there were people reporting i saw a ufo it seemed to just suddenly appear to my left near close to the ground and i'm driving along and the headlights of the vehicle start to bend towards the object and, and i've got quite a number of documented incidences around the world of that very same thing reported and you think to yourself well what can do that well the only thing it can like can't escape from is gravity and if there's a gravity well there that means that the light source gets pulled towards it now the gravity well is seems to be associated when there's a manifestation of a ufo and when it suddenly appears, it's like two things can't be in the same place in time. Something's got to give. So when it appears, what is in that vacuum, that area where it appeared, has to disappear, causing this gravitational well. They are measurable. They are detected through light source. In fact, you can use a, um, a laser to actually pull through a prism which is kind of what you might refer to as a Faradell cell. And the Faradell cell scatters the light to the source and you can see the light bending in these locations. But it only happens when you've got to be there quick. It's like lasts for like 72 hours or so and it just kind of dissipates very quickly. But we have equipment to measure that and we have equipment that measures the difference. These are micro differences in time in those locations and these latencies are also associated to some ancient sites where we've done investigations in. There seems to be one of the same type of phenomena that seems to be manifesting sometimes. There's a, uh, uh, a series of photographs that was uh, taken in uh, Ohio, I think it was Cincinnati, Ohio, in the uh, uh, very late 1940s of a, uh, uh, of a UFO that was seen for several nights uh, hovering over this town. And at the time, they had a, uh, a, a huge spotlight. They had been celebrating the opening of, of something, you know, a movie theater. So they were were trying to hit this object with this spotlight and the photographs show that the spotlight is actually bending itself towards the UFO in the sky. Let's bend something else here. It won't be bending logic, I'll tell you. Steve, Gene, Tim, you're in. The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the protectors find out more at rockoids.com that's rockoids r-o-c-k-o-i-d-s.com if you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity this will be the most important message you'll hear this year here's why we now have a small number of solar generators back in stock these emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most 
And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've delivered a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is ShopSuperTea.com, or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Explain that, Tim. Bending the light? Is that what you're talking about? The spotlight? Yes, yes. The, the, the photographs show that there's you know this spotlight, and about halfway up, there is actually a slight bend, and then it's like you know, bend towards the, the object in the sky, which is just, you know, like a like a bright light or an orb. Yeah, that, that can happen. We've measured those things ourselves. That is that distortion of gravity. It, it bellows out. It gets stronger as you get to the point of central centricity. So, but it's bent. It's it's kind of causes um, this slight ripple effect. So you can have 
of light sources bent through gravitational distortion. So we have to question, okay, so if they're manifesting, if it materialize from somewhere, just as something in the paranormal does, because what we, <laughs> here's another thing, what guys were doing in the, in, the, in the Ghostbusters world is that they're running in with EMF meters near things that have suddenly been found on the floor and shouldn't be there, and they're measuring EMF. It's, it's, oh, it's really got a high EMF spike where that location is. You move the object, the, the EMF doesn't follow the object, it follows the location of where it manifested. It spiked that area for a short duration of time. That EMF, what it's picking up, is that micro-gravitational anomaly. It's exactly the same thing on a different scale. And whatever is appearing, be it a, a mug from an apple or a UFO in the sky, it seems the same physics seems to be involved here, and I don't think that can be by chance. Then that's just one event, you know, which tie together. There are many of these things. But now... We're investigating these locations with what we call flow time biosensing headbands. And they, these are measuring your brainwave activity in key locations where phenomena is said to manifest or you might experience something. Because we want to know what's going on. Because we know we have this, they have this glamouring effect where we are induced into theta wave. And we know that, you know, that's usually when they do want, that there is this very strong connection. And it's usually also the predecessor to having more profound experiences that might go on to a contact experience of some sort. Now, we, we can measure to see what's happening with the human brain, because I think there's a cohabitation here between phenomena and ourselves. You know, years ago around the seance table, you know, we can conjure things. We know that because during the skull experiment, there was um, small UFOs the size of dinner plates which would fly around, and, and you could see them look to be real physical objects which would fire pencil beam lights down onto the table these had mass they were they were real in in our physical world at that time and then we talk about you know c you know c5 you know having five people around a, a, a seance table do conducting this med type of meditation and having five meditation guys out there with say with people who do c5 contacts the conjuring of the phenomena is the real phenomena it can be conjured there's a conscious connection between it all and i think it's really what's interesting is what's going on with the participants the experiences at that time well once again that brings up you know like a question that i had asked uh, earlier without the participants would the phenomena actually be able to manifest well, we do have phenomena manifest um, mm -hmm. when there are no people apparently around, which has been recorded. And I mean, there's, you know, we get radar data from UFOs. We get uh, incidents taking place which have been caught on camera and not been reported by public because they didn't, you know, they weren't privy to the, they didn't see it. But there is also the conscious connection with the phenomena. I mean, if you look at the Philip exponent that took place in Canada, they manifested a ghost, a ghost. They made a ghost in the sense of speaking through preparation and, and creating it. And over a period of time, these psychologists got together and the phenomena started to manifest into kind of a tulpa, into its own living thing, in the sense of speaking, into this reality. And that's what's being done by meditators, which are hoping that a UFO will appear in the sky during a C5. It's the same thing that's happening around a seance table when we're hoping that we're going to communicate with some type of strange entity. We are very much more responsible than what we think. It isn't just a direct source that's willingly to, to communicate with us on random. I think there's a conjuries which are happening. They recognize it and they can manifest uh, to those individuals on will. Do you think it has to be like 
a certain kind of individual? Are 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 there some people more predispositioned to be able to induce or participate in this kind of phenomena than just say somebody you just would randomly pick up off the street? Yes, absolutely. Um, this has been done. You don't get to hear much about it, but you know, like the skull experiment, you were very careful picking the mediums over a period of time. Some went, some came, until they really fine-tuned it into this, oh, this is the circle which really works. These are the right people. It's the same when Stephen Greer takes out a meditation, you know, and he does these small meditation groups. Um, there are people which really aren't suited for it. There are certain people who will always take is because they seem to have a better response to the phenomena. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think there is something down to those individuals, and, um, and that's what makes it interesting, because when you talk about people who have having prolonged incidents throughout their lives you know there are certain key factors about those individuals um, that might continue to show a pattern of why people and this is especially genetic you know it goes through from family to family um why they might have certain type of experiences um they could just say people are gifted uh, have a very good intuition or a, a, a extended sensory perceptions you can call it what you will um, but the phenomena seems to recognize and intuitively interact with those people which maybe it's because the conscious connection is stronger with them. They, they're, they're more pliable to the phenomena and therefore the phenomena reacts back. And this includes people that uh, have uh, UFO experiences as well? Yes, it does. UFOs, people who have had UFO experiences usually always tell the same story, that they've had paranormal encounters. You'll very rarely come across one without the other. Um, very, very rarely. Um, and that alone says, again, there's some form of connection between the two. Does it mean that the individual is open to all sources? Could be. But in recent studies with AI, I mean, Jack Valet, you know, he tried to get into AI years ago and creating a machine in the 60s who might lend some hand to trying to figure out some of these things. And it wasn't really possible back then. The AI was just not good enough. But nowadays, there's a system called the CRS system. And for three years, he fed in every single bit of data they could do, not just about UFOs, but cryptids, the paranormal, and all the associated bits and bobs of phenomena associated with it. The little things that people really wouldn't take much note of of importance and he fed it into the machine and eventually they pressed the buttons to see what it concluded now what's really interesting they were expecting reams of information to come out it didn't a couple of lines really um, but it was really interesting what the ai did it recognized such huge connections between the cryptid phenomenon and reported incidents and the little things that go along with it and the ufo stuff and the paranormal stuff that the computer thought it singly it was a single source that it had to be a source that has the capability this is what he said a source that has the capabilities of creating physiological constructs that's what ai came out with i'd really love to see the same kind of information provided now to the AIs that are that are coming out, you know, the chat GPT and, and, and some of the other ones, because uh, we have a lot more powerful uh, machine intelligence and a lot more information that they can take in. Hmm. There are some incredible AI coming out, and there's actually some new ones coming out where they're advising people when asking information is to be nice and pleasant and ask it in a nice way because the AI is intelligent enough to give you better responses 
depending on how nice you've been to it. <laughs> <laughs> that, seems, that seems only right to me. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of AI, though, I've often thought that you know, some of the phenomena associated, uh, you know, with with paranormal or, or or UFO phenomena that that produces entities that that do communicate with people. At times, the communications seem to be almost AI based. And and I suppose that's just you know my my modern social and cultural you know, bias coming through. But considering some of these contacts that 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 I've investigated over the years, it it it, it does seem like that there is well I mean you know it's obvious it's a non-human intelligence you know communicating but there there people have described at times the communications are can be almost robotic mm. yes very much so if you look at a lot of the 70s cases mm-hmm. people reported that uh, the the voices were can seem to be they could never tell if they were female or male, but we had a, had an aspect of electronic sound to them. We'll get into more voices in a moment with Steve, Tim, and Gene. You know, you're in the Pentecost. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hey, Jimmy, turn off the video games. Let's go play some ball. I'm in the middle of my game. Can't we go later? Come on, it'll be fun. It will be there when you get back. Okay, but there's no way you're going to win. Why don't you grab some water and granola bars, and then we'll see about that. You can make a difference. Eat smart, play hard. And when you do, your kids will too. A challenge from USDA. I need to pay my taxes. What are my payment options? The IRS has several options for paying your taxes. You can pay with IRS Direct Pay, a debit or credit card, or with an electronic funds withdrawal when you e-file your return. If you can't pay the full amount, consider paying over time with an online payment agreement or our Offer in Compromise program. Both tools are available on irs.gov. Go to irs.gov slash payment to find an option that is best suited for you.
Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So you're saying here the voices were almost like electronic. In the days before Siri, we had electronic voices from computers. Yes, absolutely. And we still get electronic voices now through um, what is referred to as um, the high-end communications, such as um, uh, the early stages of EVP, instrumental transcommunication. Um, that was done through various different devices. I mean, you know, we've been we've been communicating with these this source for a long time, um, for a very very long time, and um, it's been advantageous in some cases little bits because sometimes they give information which can be advantageous sometimes they give information that's completely incorrect or it's lies we did a study in regarding um, numerous people who had claimed to have a spirit guide and had been communicating with the spirit guide for many many years and uh, they take it verbatim that this person who was their spirit guide was uh, in their previous life, in you know, when they were alive, was a tutor or worked at certain places or died in certain accidents. So we did a, a very long study on ten people, and all ten, not one of them was true. There were, you know, they, were, they, they said that the spirit guide told us that they worked at this university, and is it not true uh, that this person died on a train with the two children in 1989 in Birmingham? Not true, and, and, and every single one was not true. You know, so deception is involved quite heavily, but people seem to quite willingly accept that they're being told the truth. You know, there was a very famous case in Yorkshire where a young girl went missing for over nine months. She was presumed the worst had happened. She was only 16, um, coming up to 16. She was still school. The family, the, the police had given up. The family fought the worst when they started to see an apparition. Paranormal things started taking place in a home, and they saw the apparition of their daughter. Mm. And, of course, they presumed, well, that's it, then that seals it. You know, obviously something really did, you know, happen to our daughter, and we have to take that, you know, as that's the, what's happened. Uh, only for her to knock on the door, so from three weeks uh, after nine months later, she'd run away with some guy who she said she loved, and, you know, well, that, I mean, how did they manifest? What caused the manifestation of the daughter to be seen? It will make them believe that she had passed away when, in fact, she was alive. You know, so deception is a very strong thing without through the paranormal, through the ufology. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, the 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 whole uh, deception aspect because I mean, you look at say like the um, the contactee movement. Now, if 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 you would go and maybe accept that uh, at least uh, some of these cases, uh, at least the initial ones. Uh, there was, you know, something actually going on. You know, they were being told that the visitors were coming from Mars and Venus and, you know, places like that, which, you know, now we know is not true. But as time goes by, they keep going further and further out. You know, now we're being told that, oh, we're from, you know, Zeta Reticuli or, or, or whatever. You know, it's, it's that you can't trust anything, really, that these things say, either, you know, the guys coming out of UFOs or communicating through uh, uh, the Ouija board. I mean, it, it, there's a very tricksterous aspect to the phenomena. 
There is. I mean, um, only recently I watched a new um, um, Rua um, Zimbabwe school UFO aerial encounter, and it was a piece of information. I'm very aware of that case with a lot of dollar details I've obtained over the years, but it was one little aspect, just a few seconds that was mentioned in that documentary that really I thought, oh, this isn't good. And that is when that object, one of these objects comes down to ground and is an entity seen stood on top of this craft. And most of the kids had run away, except for five. Why did five, instead of running away, started walking towards it? And when they interviewed these five children... What they said is, is they they were hip, literally in a hypnotic state. They were mesmerised. To the left of this this entity, was still on top of this craft, was another entity that was seemingly running and skipping through the field, and then would disappear. And as soon as it disappeared, it'd reappear back at the, at the beginning, and it would skip and jump through the field. And it was like a replay. It was like a a loop of uh, like a video loop. And then they were drawn to this. And whilst they were drawn to this, this other entity was slowly moving towards them with the message in mind for them, we want you to come with us. Now that, if that's not deceptive behaviour, then what isn't? You know, and that to me put shivers. It really did because I'm thinking, you know what, even children do manipulate. And they come with that great one-liner, don't they, Tim? Got to look after planet Earth. Got to mm-hmm. tell them to do this. That great one-liner. It's like if you ever get in contact, this is the one-liner you give them. If they wanted to do something, they would have done something. They don't care too much about us, that's for sure. But they certainly seemingly have a, have a care for the planet, but yet not done anything, you know, to 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 re, you know to revert those things back. So I'm thinking that it's more that these things are just this phenomenon is right under our nose. It's round around our nose any given time of the day. It controls the skies if it's necessary. It can manipulate. It can intertwine into your life and you know get under your skin. It, this phenomenon is right here, right now. And I think the, there has been a bit of a ruse to say, look, you know what, you've got to look out there into space to see where, you know, if UFOs are coming from there. And, and I think, no, I think this is phenomenon is right here, right now sort of situation. The thing I noticed here is that these stories of VT or whatever they are, saying we're here to protect your planet, we want you to go forth and preach love and peace and all that other good stuff. Who knows what they're really doing? They never tell us the truth. It isn't. I mean, on the latest surveys, really, it would show that um, because of the mechanism of industry across the planet, if we were to pull the plug tomorrow and say, that's it, that's enough, we've had it, we've got to make the world a better place that machine doesn't stop it takes time it takes years to make those changes we are and this is not what not everyone's going to say it but we are already past we've already damaged the planet earth beyond repair we've gone past that excuse me why do you say that yeah because why do you say we've damaged the planet beyond repairs? I mean, all the efforts at yeah. environmental control will come to naught? What? Well, basically, the effort on one side to try and keep the planet in its good sense is, is, is very minute compared to the onslaught by the industrial complexes around the world. That machine is never going to stop. It's going, if, if you pull the plug, it will take another 30 years for it to completely phase out. We've already gone past that point, 
I mean, this is why 10 years ago we was, there was, we were screaming, there were people screaming, saying, look, we need to stop now because the damage is already done and we can't repair that damage. So what does the governments do? They're going to plough, I tell you, they are going to plough every cent they have into finding another Earth-like planet because it's easier than it is to repair our own. That's a frightening thought. It is a frightening thought. Considering there is no planet B, at least as far as we're aware of. We only have planet A. <laughs> well, I think if they knew that, they would be making changes. Uh, so I think, I think they've known that there's plenty of Earth-like type planets out there. We know that. I mean, every now and again, something comes up from NASA say, we've found another you know, Earth-like planet. You know, um, and uh, could sustain life easy. It's got oxygen and, and the right type of nitrogen for us to breathe. You know, well, that's fantastic. You know, but the more they find, it's better for them. But I think the, the back of that is that what the effort to try and rectify is more difficult and probably a longer time period <laughs> than it would be to just occupy another world. Well, unless somebody has a technology that nobody else knows about to be able to reach some of those other Earth-like planets, we're still screwed. You mean think, subspace think, radio, my friend, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I mean, I'm thinking, I, I, not, not just subspace radio, but uh, the actual means of getting to another location within a measurable lifetime. We'll have a lifetime to talk about this. More to come with Steve Mera, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz. You are in the Veracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. 
GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. G'day, I'm Jamel that works with Dr. Joel Wallach and the GCN team with Longevity at TeamG'day.com. By becoming an associate, you provide income for you and your family on your own hours while working from home. So contact me, Jamel, by filling in the contact box at TeamG'day.com and I will get back to you personally and provide all the support you need to get started and build your Longevity business. TeamG'day.com. TeamG'day.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. I want to ask you something, Steve, out of left field. Have you ever had a paranormal encounter? Hmm. Uh, have during my uh, my days of research, you know, I've investigated about about 800 horn things. For 17 years, I worked for corporate companies throughout the United Kingdom on a very highly confidential basis. Uh, these were very pronounced businesses and corporations which were having problems regarding disturbances, which were going up management levels and became a problem financially. Um, we also supplied protocols to all the housing associations, private landlords and, and uh, councils that rent homes in the UK, how to deal with such things as a protocol because they didn't really know how to deal with it. And uh, unfortunately, people were utilising the paranormal to get out of paying their rent because they said they weren't good living conditions and according to the law... There was a loophole there, and it caused bad press, and the, these companies still wanted to rent the home. So, Wait, wait so a minute we, here. We, so you're saying that. here that if I tell my landlord, of course, this is the U.S., different laws, hey, we're being attacked by poltergeists here. Forget the rent this month. 
Well, no, it might not work there, depending on what the state, uh, you know, um, views are upon that. But in the UK, absolutely. There are people that will report this. And the council or the tenants or uh, the landlords have the, uh, you know, they have to go in and do something. They usually go in, do an electrical survey. They usually go in to see if there's any problems elsewhere with uh, with uh, infestation of, uh, of rodents or things like that. Anything that might lead to some rationalization. Usually they end up exhausted, not finding out anything. And you're left with the tenant saying, I'm getting no sleep because of the banging noises. It's no good. I want to move. Uh, I'm no way. I'm not paying rent because I can't live in this house under these conditions. And unfortunately in the UK, the tenants have more rights than the landlords. And they relinquish from paid rent. That's a nightmare for these organizations and establishments. So I worked confidentially for 17 years for all sorts of different businesses um, regarding how to deal with phenomena because you had big office, very well-known businesses with office blocks. And, you know, there's a part of the building which is infestated with paranormal events and people are seeing them. The staff won't work there. They won't work past a certain time. They won't work there at all going down there in the winter when it's dark. Uh, and it becomes a managerial issue. It becomes a financial problem. It needs to be dealt with confidentially. Who doesn't want to get out to the press. Um, so there are certain ways and there's protocols which have been manufactured for helping these people. So I did that for 17 years on a confidential basis. But I've done about 800 hauntings, um, not just in the UK. I've travelled the world. But we're very selective about certain ones. There's a very, very clever protocol we use to warrant an investigation. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't do so, especially if children are involved. It's high priority, of course. Yeah, I've seen my fair share of uh, phenomena. It really does truly exist. Um, I would say in its rarity. Poltergeist cases in 40 years, I've investigated five in 40 years. So it tells you, you know, that poltergeist phenomena, real poltergeist phenomena is very rare, uh, even though that you might type it into YouTube and everybody's got one. <laughs> it's not the truth. It's not the case, though. I think that uh, probably your best investigation, at least uh, uh, of the ones that uh, that I've researched that you've done, was for the uh, Bothell Hell House. We had the owner on, on the show, you know, about a year ago previous owner but i mean the 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 methods that you used and just the the time that you spent there really uh others should should take note on how to properly do an investigation like you did with that place well absolutely i mean what's the first thing tim what most people do is that they turn all the lights off and they go infrared with the cameras um, um yeah um <laughs> that's that's not good you know, that's not a good method of investigation. So we don't really use it, to be honest with you. It's not really a priority point of our investigation. Yeah, that house was definitely having disturbances. And uh, unfortunately, you know, Keith in his early days, who was the, was the uh, you know, was living there with his partner, he thought, like most people would thought, well, you know what, how do I get in touch with, say, you know, your first thing you see is you see TV people, people on television doing shows. And they thought, well, how do I reach out to these guys? Because these guys might be able to help well <laughs> that's not normally the case and uh, unfortunately um, i think it was ghost adventures that went out there and they because the phenomena didn't manifest while they were there uh, and i believe the, the sad baggings was only there for a few hours 
He didn't right. manifest, so therefore they thought it was a hoax and called it a hoax. He actually even put it out as a TV show as a hoax. Now, that's probably good for them because they'd be thinking, well, it'd be good to put this one out because it makes it look like we're, creden- you know, uh, we're credible because we're actually calling this a hoax. In fact, it wasn't. In fact, they missed out on probably one of the most significant cases that they could have even imagined if, because they were dealing with an intelligence there that knows how to play the game. And it was only because we were there for long periods of time, we were there for two different occasions, you know, one month and then the following, I thought three months later we went back again for about a week and a, a week and a half, two weeks. And because of the method and style of investigation that we had, we obtained phenomena and it was, what was really good is it was the scientific data behind the phenomenon, which was really interesting. So, you know, what I mean, Keith reached out to the parapsychology department at SCP, the Scientific Establishment of Parapsychology, which which I'm the founder in Manchester, in the UK. We went through six months of talks with him over periods. You know, we might leave it a few weeks and do another talk, ask him the same questions. There were very specific things that we asked to find out the authenticity of Keith and his information. And he scored highly on, you know, warranted for the, uh, an, invest, an active investment investigation so we decided to go over there and do that it was a very profound case i think the recordings you got uh, of the uh, the uh, evps of whatever the intelligence there was discussing the types of equipment that you were bringing in it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just wild to think that you know you've got that kind of intelligence going on there it was quite a profound case, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, usually they're a lot less intelligent, but the, the responses, but the intelligent responses there were very profound, where they would be inquiring. You can hear them vocally inquire across recordings um, about the equipment we were using. There are things that we didn't put out. There's still a lot more. I mean, there was loads we could have put out, but we just had took a handful of the stuff. I mean, there was one day we, um, just as a test, we because we knew the intelligent react- interactions, uh, were taking place. We bought some flowers, put them in a vase, and put them on the top landing, and left with specialised recording devices running. And that was recording devices picked up two female voices, and one female said, "Those are lovely flowers." And the other female voice said, "Yes, that man got them." <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it was profound. It was—I'd never heard anything like it. And uh, it's probably the most one of the most profound paranormal investigations I've conducted. The other thing about it is that how long it lasted, you know, because most cases like this that, I mean, a lot of energy involved here, it'll run itself out after, you know, a while. But this one is like the ever, you know, it just kept going and going. <laughs> it did. Eventually, Keith had to move the owner because he's only, the only reason why he stayed there is I could lock himself away in the back. He had an absolute fascination with it. Don't get me wrong. Some people do. Um, he was a little bit scared at times, but he did have a fascination for it. But, you know, it was only because he, he could go into his bedroom, shut that door, and never have any experiences. We'll resume with Steve and Gene and Tim. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork, you know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big, bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. 
Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-507-3137. That's 800-507-3137. USA News Update. Two more horses died in the hours before Mage won the Kentucky Derby yesterday, increasing this week's death count at Churchill Downs to seven. Terror at a mall in Allen, Texas, when gunshots rang out, nine people dead, including the shooter. Here's Allen Police Chief Brian Harvey. One of our officers was on an unrelated call at the outlet mall. He heard gunshots, went to the gunshots, engaged the suspect and neutralized the suspect. Protests erupting in New York City after Jordan Neely, a homeless man, was choked to death by a Marine veteran who said he was just trying to hold him until police got there. Neely was reportedly trying to push people onto the subway tracks. Protesters crammed into subway stations and stood on the tracks in solidarity to demand change. Corey Myers, USA News. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Extendivite is more than just a heart tonic. Most basic diseases are caused by yeast in the gut and metals in the liver, and we all have a bit of both. The garlic in Extendivite has a yeast-killing effect in the gut while also helping the sulfur enzyme in the liver get rid of the metals. Extendivite just may improve your overall health. Products like Extendivite are the only way we are going to get our society healthy. And if you're waiting for the government and pharmaceutical care to solve your health problems, you're going to have a long, disappointing wait, I think. Extendivite is a complete formula for extended life in the new millennium. 80 can be the new 60. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. This is Tracy Tormey, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. 
Steve Mera joins us for the very first time on the Paracast. He's been at the Paranormal Game for a long, long time. Tim Swartz has as well. I'm Gene. Let's pick up with Tim. Well, I had asked Steve about the uh, Bobble Hell House, about how long it lasted compared to other cases. Yeah, it lasted quite some time. In fact, we don't know actually how long it did last, really. Um, the incidents were taking place when Keith moved in there. He didn't realise that the previous owner had had experiences. That wasn't obviously uh, forthcoming when he actually decided to take the home. And um, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, the only reason why Keith didn't leave, uh, though he was scared on many occasions, was that he could comfortably shut his bedroom door. No phenomenon would take place in his bedroom, strangely enough. But as it became more interactive through the process and then the months passed, um, it started to invade his bedroom by first hearing footsteps in his bedroom. And then he used to get, (laughs) and this is, this this, poor fella, he was being prodded on his face from inside the pillow. Uh, And that was it. That was it for him. He was out of there. And within a week or so, he was gone. I uh, moved into another location. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would have, well, getting proddings from inside the pillow. No way. <laughs> Poor fella. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I'm surprised, and I know it's unpredictable. It doesn't happen all the time. But I, I'm surprised that the phenomena did not progress to either voices out loud, where the, the, it, it started talking out loud, and UFO phenomena. And I, mm. I, I specifically asked Keith if, you know, there had been, you know, if he had had any experiences along those lines. And uh, uh, I don't think he said, I, I don't think he did. No, he hadn't. But uh, he had had a number of smaller paranormal incidents growing up as a boy, uh, which we thought was interesting. We didn't oh. see that. No, yeah. I, I didn't realize that. Mm. Um, so we thought, okay, that's that's interesting. And I don't think it was directly associated really too much with Keith because, like I said, the previous owner reported the same thing. Um, and communications with the people who, the actual guys who, who, who own the building, eventually I think he must have let it out, but he left it empty for a duration. Uh, hoping probably to starve the phenomenon because we were in touch with him. Um, but funny enough, that was the only house out of, say, 300 houses on, a, on, a, on an estate which had a pre-existing building there. And the two people who owned that building were both imprisoned. We were trying to get the data. Obviously, um, one was the female was embezzlement, but the, the, we don't know her partner why he was sentenced to life in prison. So it uh, doesn't sound too good. But he was strangely enough, it was the only house on this estate that uh, Keith's home was built upon. All mm. the others was just was just ground. It was just nothing there apart from some Indian, you know, burial sites, and that does happen quite regularly in the in the area of Seattle. So now. Of, of the other cases that that you have uh, worked on, I mean, have have you run across one where the phenomena either escalated to UFO phenomena or started out uh, with, say, like a sighting that then the house became invaded? <laughs> <laughs> well, this actually does happen to a lot of people. I mean, if mm-hmm. you if you we know the the, the quite well known from the Conjuring, which is uh, based on the some true events that took place. Place. Now, if you talk to Andrea, who grew up there with her um, family, yeah, I know her quite well. And her, the very first incidents when they moved into the home was uh, was UFOs. Before, long before they added any 
paranormal experiences in the home was the UFO seen over the house on a regular period of time. Uh, this year she, she'd see as a child and the family did as well. Uh, and then the paranormal phenomena started to take place and reached quite uh, a high frequency, high severity case. Um, but that's not just for her. I mean, many people have had those experiences. For me, um, my involvement heavily in this family, and I did say to you, sometimes it gets under your skin. Well, it's well under my skin, as it, mm. is, Barry, as it is Barry's. Even certain types of research, believe it or not, we seemingly get punished for. It sounds ridiculous, but it's true. Um, and I'll give you an example. We were investigating associated UFO phenomena with, um, uh, with ancient sites, um, and we were studying the old aspects of Sumerian demonology, uh, which were said to be dogmen. Uh, and dogmen are seen throughout the United Kingdom uh, and still reported even now today, strangely enough. Uh, very similar to the werewolf phenomenon, which is seen throughout some places of the, uh, the US. And um, I, I was drawn that evening around about six o'clock to just get up and wander to the back door, look out, look up. And there was a craft in the sky. Um, I'm used to seeing them. Um, and I think after watching it, it was stationary for about 10 minutes. I think I got fed up and walked, <laughs> walked in. <laughs> um, just, uh, it happens so regularly for me now. Um, but that night, I had a horrific experience. Um, you know, something crawled into bed with me and, and basically I could not get this damn thing off me. And uh, I struggled for quite some time to get it off me. And I was bawling and shouting at the damn thing. Uh, and eventually I did. I uh, don't know what that thing was. It was not nice. And, um, and of course, my partner woke up me trying to wrestle with this damn thing. And I thought the first thing to do was I'll give Barry a ring in the morning, you know, and just let him know. And then I rang him in the first thing in the morning to tell him my experience of seeing this UFO and then that happening. And before I could even tell him, he said, what a night I had. Uh, mm. Whatever, what the hell happened here? He said, whatever it was, something came through the house. It ripped the light fittings out the kitchen, off the wall. And I said, well, <laughs> I was ringing him to tell him about my experience. I don't think that's by chance. I think sometimes when we get heavily involved in certain aspects of the research behind some of this phenomena, um, we kind of get a slap on the hand, it seems. And it's not the first time that's happened. It's, it's happened a few times. Well, what's, what's the term? If you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's become part of our lives now, unfortunately. This is the downside to, you know, the, to being heavily involved in, um, in communications, interactions with phenomena um, on, a, on a regular basis around the world. It, it does get under your skin and you do bring the phenomena home and it, it, it knows where you live and it plays tricks and it's annoying sometimes um, and it's part and parcel. You've got to be able to be comfortable to live with that, to be honest with you. Well, that's that's the hit, hitchhiker effect, isn't it? It is. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. And I think it's just because of our heavily involvement in it. He knows who we are, the phenomena. Uh, but it presents as well itself in paranormal events at uh, home and ufological events as well. Well, I just uh, recently read a book uh, called uh, um, Poltergeist Contagious. 
or contagion. Contagion, yes. Yes. And, you know, to me, that's it's a fascinating concept, and I've I've seen it myself with, uh, with people. I mean, even to the point where somebody in a house will write a letter, and then the recipient of that letter will get an outburst of, of poltergeist activity in their house. So, so now, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, yeah. Tim. No, I want to talk about that, all right? You, all right. You, all right. You've stepped into it there. Seriously. Okay. You write a letter to somebody, and the letter brings them some kind of phenomenon. Yes. That's your testimony, sir. Oh, yes. Okay. And I'm, I'm sure Steve has seen similar situations. Well, yeah. I mean, when, when I was in the laboratories, I mean, you, you know, the those... those those particular experiments, there were 17 very advanced experiments that we took place uh, in parapsychological circles. Only, I think, five of them have ever been released to the public. I think there's still quite a number of them to be released. Some of those experiments in, were involved in communication outside the laboratories the, where we were doing the, the test procedures to being at home. Um, and we had communicated by telephone during the, during the, exper- uh, the experiment where whatever they were interacting with, communicating with, they were, they, they were asked to identify what I was doing at home. We will stay at home for a few more moments with Steve, <laughs> Gene, and Tim. You're in the Puracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans, and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. 800-670-0946. That's 800-670-0946.
Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom. And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza. You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight. GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates. Period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email: advertise at gcnlive.com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? Ninety-two thousand dollars. Ouch! The IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast, and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. <laughs> I was extremely happy. If you owe more than ten thousand dollars in back taxes. Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. Eight hundred five zero three eighty six twenty five. Eight hundred five zero three eighty six twenty five. Eight hundred five zero three eighty six twenty five. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Okay, Steve. Here's how it works. Now, before when you were talking about transferring the phenomenon, guys, with a letter, I'm thinking nowadays that would be a physical letter. It wouldn't be a digital letter, would it? <laughs> it can be done through digital sources. Uh, yeah, I was just getting ready to get it asked if that's been reported. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've done we've done experiments where the digital source also works. Uh, it does it through telephone communications. I mean, yeah, like I say, we we can conduct an experiment, and whatever's been communicated with these beings, whatever these things are, we're asked what I was doing at home. And I'll tell you what I was doing at home. I I went into my top drawer. I was upstairs, sat on my bed, and I went into my top drawer and I picked out a pocket watch. And I was sat on the end of my bed and I was swinging it left and right in my right hand. And the information was instant. It came back to the experimenters in the laboratory that uh, I was swinging a pendulum, and they communicated live to me over the telephone uh, that source of information. And they were right; it was spontaneous. So they knew what I was doing there and then at that very moment. It was like what Steve doing is, and then and, you know, and it's like he's swinging a pendulum. It was like that instant. You know, you've got to consider the that the main it could be limitless. You know, the capabilities involved here um, in regarding what they know, where they can travel to, where that information is obtained from. Uh, but it was instant. Are we looking here, Steve, at an external force to us that we interact with when we want to, or sometimes when we don't, or something we ourselves are generating that causes a lot of this? 
I believe it's an outside influence. It, uh, in fact, we've actually nicknamed it the influence. Initially, many years ago, it started with whispers. It was referred to as whispers, um, people to hear whispers. Then it manifested to the appearance of entities which would lend a hand to knowledge. I mean, it's just documented. It goes back thousands of years. I mean, there's a very good painting of um, what is assumed to be some type of unusual object in the sky. It's an old painting firing a pencil beam light down onto Mary's head, forehead. In the street, she'll see the Pope stood next to a... <laughs> an angel which is whispering into the Pope's ear. Hmm. Well, that's, that painting is in regards to the story that the Pope was met by an angel who whispered into his ear to invade Constantinople where 320,000 people were put to death. You know, you quite question everything, every entity and everything because I think that they can be perceived to be what they want they can interact they can even seemingly change the outcome events historically there's been many incidents that have taken place and they seen people certainly seem to have helping hand alexander the great it happened to a number of times helping besiege cities where these flying shields turned up and demolished 50 foot walls allowing him to get into the city and besiege them you know this is not the first time that they've changed history and outcome but on events you know sometimes uh, for the good sometimes for the worse and it's not always good when you when you hear about you know how many people may have been put to death simply because uh, an entity comes and is witnessed by the pope who takes it on board that's an angelic information passed to him uh, something for him to do no good. I I I kind of ask about the intentions behind these, uh, whatever these manifestations are. It's a matter of of you know cultural and social interpretation. I mean, uh, uh, at, at that time, the angel whispering to the pulp. Sure, I believe in that. You know, God God in His uh, a myriad of ways makes sense. Nowadays, though, replace that angel with an extraterrestrial. And it'd be the same thing. Extraterrestrials? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> Very you know? true. We're a lot more accepting now of the idea of being visited by, you know, interplanetary beings. Most of us have been raised, you know, <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons dealing with uh, friendly little aliens and things like that. So I think that's that's been done on purpose, Tim, because when it goes right back to the Bookings Institute, you know, when NASA uh, employed the Bookings Institute to, you know, to try and help out and regarding what should they do and what should they say or what shouldn't they say regarding findings as they explore the solar system. Uh, the Bookings Institute said, you know, uh, there was a warning at the end of that report. He said, "Prepare the public," and started preparing the public and prepare and repair. They did by adverts, clothing ranges, cartoons, movies. No matter where you go, you cannot get away uh, from the subject of UFOs and aliens. And uh, that indoctrination slowly over a drip feed process of time. You know, most people will say, "I saw a UFO," and they'll go and just say, "Oh, that's really interesting. What were we having for dinner?" You know. <laughs> it's just, mm -hmm. you know, the, the impact is gone. And I think the, they've done the job. They've prepared us. That's, I think that's exactly what's been happening. Okay, so we're being prepared to accept UFOs and space people. What's the next stage? The next stage is consciousness.
Lordy tapping into that source. You'll hear more and more people coming over the next five years uh, coming forward regarding information pertaining to metamaterial meta analysis, uh, implant analysis, or we might refer to as alien implant analysis, um, uh, terahertz frequencies of light and how it's associated with all phenomena, um, and also that this conscious connection that it is lies more within they are slowly opening it up it's not just extraterrestrial now it's leaning towards the interdimensional we have people now coming from harvard professors saying there's another reality right next to our own and we don't even know it but it's there how do they know it's there by gravitational anomalies and that's stated coming straight out from the professors of harvard well that would be fascinating wouldn't you like to go to another dimension and hang out for a while and see what it's like. Or would there be in the other dimension the equivalent of you? You know, like you do in the comic books. In the comic books, there's an alternate Flash, there's an alternate Superman, there's an alternate Batman, including the one from 1989 who says, I'm Batman. That's the best. <laughs> He's the best Batman of all. Michael Keaton. No one beat Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne and Batman. Troubled, tortured guy. But seriously speaking... Is there an equivalent of us, perish for a bit in another dimension, or is it other beings? I think it's a, the, the aspects of multiple realities could mean that there's represented that there's another, so many different Earths with different people on it, and so on and so forth. According to spiritual, if you want to call them spiritual, communications with these entities, they confirm it. They confirm that there are other wills, there are other us. But um, we're really even just trying to get a grasp of our own reality here because we now know that reality, as we know it, is not rigid. It can't be broken, but it can be bent in favour. And, uh, and there are practices of being able to do that. You know, we'll go into that in our premium show after the Paracast because there's so much more to talk about and we only have so much time in which to do it. Steve Mera, tell our listeners, for those very curious about all the things you've done all these years, where can they check you out? They can check me out on my own website, which is stevemera.com. We have a magazine, Phenomena Magazine. It's, uh, it goes out to the world, uh, 12 different countries, 4 different languages. It's the largest e-zine on the subject phenomenamagazine.co.uk and the easiest way really is just to google Steve Mera um, and you'll, you'll definitely find me you know, associated with all sorts of different things in this subject We will be looking for you Tim Swartz, quickly tell our listeners where we can find you Sure, well the quickest way is to uh, go to my website which is conspiracyjournal.com Okay, that's the one that Facebook doesn't like Facebook doesn't like the paracast.com either we're too mysterious for them. You can find us on Twitter while Twitter lasts at the Paracast. There are two sections for the Paracast on Facebook, even though they don't like our URL. You can also get branded merchandise from the Paracast.shop or the Paracast.store. It takes you to the same place. Four different logos to choose from for your T-shirt for your cap and all the other good stuff out there, the Paracast.shop. Then there's the Paracast Plus. We offer you this show free of the network ads, better quality audio, all that good stuff, plus the exclusive after the Paracast podcast where you never know what's going to happen next 
and you can hear things you cannot hear on regular commercial radio. How about them apples? If you subscribe using the key number or coupon code UFO20, UFO20, you get a 20% discount on five-year and lifetime memberships. Go to theparacast.plus. Again, theparacast.plus. Steve Mara, thank you for joining us on The Paracast. Thank you very much. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.